lot to get to with my next guest here on the WMAY Morning News Feed. State Representative Avery Bourne joining us. Good morning, Representative. Good morning. So you guys back in session for in-person session today, just this one day. Uh, but there have been a whole bunch of hearings on all kinds of stuff, moving fast and furious, uh, virtual hearings. But uh, uh, let's get right into what you expect to happen today uh, in the Illinois House. Uh, is it just going to be, you know, uh, hearing bills for a first or second time? Or uh, do you anticipate what uh, the Illinois Policy Institute uh, is is raising concerns about with uh, a Senate bill being amended uh, to to then pass the House to decouple uh, the fe- federal tax code from Illinois tax code. What's going on there? Yeah, that will be a possibility that we take up the decoupling bill that failed in uh, veto session. And it failed because Democrats joined Republicans in opposing it as a tax increase on small businesses that have been disproportionately hit in this pandemic. So uh, Democrats may take that up. We might see the last uh, pillar of the Black Caucus agenda that did not pass in veto session, the health care pillar, which will um, hugely alter the way that we deliver health care in Illinois. And then we also might see an elections bill. They failed to pass that in veto session. So this kind of seems like a cleanup from their veto session that they couldn't pass. But certainly, as you mentioned, there will be a lot of bills that have passed committee that aren't quite ready for floor action that we might do some procedural moves with them as well. So um, walk us through real quick for those who uh, uh, aren't familiar with the legislative process. Uh, Senate Bill 217 in particular, uh, it passed the Senate unanimously last week, uh, and it's a bill about parking excise taxes and essentially would say that no public property uh, should be, uh, you know, uh, should have to pay a parking excise tax. Uh, passed unanimous in the Senate, but it could be gutted and replaced with something else entirely and passed within one day in the House? Yeah, this is why we did such a hard push for the House rule changes. Uh, Speaker Welch said it was a new day and we needed to have a new procedure. And so House Republicans said, great, let's change the rules so it's more transparent so that things like this can't happen. If you amend a bill, you can vote on it in an hour. And uh, that is not transparent for the public, that you could take a bill, change every single word in the bill to a new, completely new concept that could be as controversial as, say, a tax increase like this, and then vote on it within an hour without that three-day public hearing, which is clearly in the state constitution, uh, the intention behind the legislative process is to give that amount of time for the public to have input. Now, if it passes the House, it would have to go back to the Senate for concurrence. Uh, but something to watch today, is, uh, as well as other things you raised uh, that could happen today uh, in the Illinois House. Uh, Representative Avery Bourne joining us. Yesterday, you joined some of your colleagues at the State House to talk about uh, the, the Republican House platform. Uh, and tell us about uh, Reimagine Illinois. Yeah, we're really excited about this. We've spent months putting together what we think are the four main areas we should focus on to reimagine Illinois as the best state uh, that we can be. And I think if we tackle these four uh, topics, we'll be well on our way to making Illinois a state that's better to work and have a business and raise a family. Uh, The four areas are ending the culture of corruption, responsible fiscal leadership. I think everybody recognizes we need major fiscal reform growing jobs and opportunities for our families. That means good jobs in every community in Illinois and ensuring public safety, certainly an issue that has come up uh, in the last few years, but certainly in the last couple of months. 
And we have 81 pieces of legislation we have introduced to back up these principles. So there are guiding principles, but we also have uh, common sense, uh, actionable items that we could take up in the General Assembly to make these happen. Republicans are in the super minority uh, in both the House and Senate. Uh, What's the likelihood of getting uh, Democrats to jump on board with this? Most of these concepts, I think, are very bipartisan. We've got ethics bills that we have pushed for years. Uh, The Democrats continue to say that they want ethics reforms, uh, but they're not talking about it now. So we need to lead this conversation as House Republicans on the real reforms that we think will change this state. And, you know, our role in the super minority is oftentimes to say no and to push back and to hold the majority accountable. But we also need to tell Illinoisans what we're for in our vision for the state. And that's what we're doing. We think that if Illinoisans see our vision for the state, um, they'll recognize how how common sense these things are. And they can push their Democratic elected officials, hopefully, to get on board or vote them out. State Representative Avery Bourne joining us here on the WMAY Morning News Feed. Uh, one thing that uh, I get calls all the time from people uh, and emails all the time, and I'm sure your offices are flooded with concerns about the firearm owner identification card and concealed carry license applications that are backlogged. What are you hearing from Illinois State Police? Yes, we have to. This was actually part of our public safety pillar. This is our number one constituent. Uh, services issue that we get other than IDES, there either has to be some major reform. If they're not willing to reform it, then repeal is going to be the ultimate um, action because this is an infringement on their Second Amendment rights. And that's with FOID. With concealed carry, there obviously also needs to be um, some reform. And we need the state police to tell us what they need. They have to bring the policies to us to tell us what resources or policies need to be changed because They've told us that they have this process where they're going through and kind of auditing their process to see what they can do better. But this has been a long time coming, and it's well past time that they give us uh, the tools that they need to get it done. Well, you talk about uh, them coming to the legislature for things. I mean, they're already going to the gun owners for the fees and the uh, and, and you know the, the, the application uh, costs. Uh, is that not enough? Mm-hmm. They've said um, that it may not be enough. If you remember that there was a bill to drastically increase the FOID cost. Uh, But we need to know, do you need staffing? Do you need technology? Do you need processes changed? Um, Because if they don't give us the solutions and kind of what they're finding internally, um, the ultimate decision of the legislature, at least of some that I work with, is going to be, well, we're just going to get rid of it. If you can't do this right, that's what the gun owners deserve is a process that works and that's fair. Well, and you also have uh, the, the, the FOID scheme being challenged in the courts. Uh, so we'll see what the exactly. outcome is in those cases as well. Uh, we're talking with State Representative Avery Bourne here on the WMAY Morning News Feed. Expected Governor J.B. Pritzker could provide an update on his reopening plan today at 1130. Uh, press conference scheduled up in Chicago. Uh, what are you hearing? And are we going to see a full reopening or is it going to be uh, kind of piecemeal? You know, I would hope that he would follow his plan, uh, but I think that he's reannouncing a different plan, again, not in consultation with the legislature, doing it on his own. And uh, this is just, I think, what, the third plan or the third revision. We've got to stick with the plan and move forward so businesses and people have an understanding of what to expect. 
businesses and schools and community groups have been expecting that once a vaccine is widely available, they can go back to normal. And so if this is an alteration of that, I'm going to be very disappointed. Representative Bourne, uh, one last thing here. You guys are in person today. Uh, we've seen the Senate do rounds of like 10 senators coming in to vote on things. Uh, are you guys doing something similar? And how is that going to impact debate on some of these possible contentious issues that are going to be brought today? Yeah, a lot of these restrictions just aren't conducive to the normal legislative process process. We've seen that in these virtual committees. We will be limited in our debate to predetermined speakers, which anyone who's watched legislative debate knows that something can come up, which then sparks better debate and longer debate. So that I don't think will be a possibility, unfortunately. And then we'll be voting kind of in rounds like we did for the rules. This is a much longer process, certainly, but to be honest, we're around each other just as much, if not longer. Voting is usually a lot shorter process. So hopefully the House will reevaluate how we're doing this. I think we could vote um, safely and debate safely without um, kind of these, I think, over uh, or too many restrictions that hinder our debate. Representative Avery Bourne will be watching closely. Greatly appreciate you taking time with us this morning. Be safe out there, okay? Thanks so much. You too.